Hey everyone, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week. And in this week's episode, we're going to talk about planning your year, or another way you can put it is planning and manifesting. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey, I hope everyone is having a really great week this week. Um, In this final episode on my sort of uh, beginning of the year 2020, getting things off to a good start uh, theme, we're going to talk about planning your year. Now, I know most people think this is the kind of topic for, well, January, but you can start, you know, this stuff any time of year. You know how the saying goes, the best time to start is now. I know it's a cheesy saying, but it's also pretty true. So yeah, let's talk about making 2020 or any year, 2021, 2022, doesn't matter, making a year great, making a period of time great. And in general, getting into a good mindset to take your business to the next level. Now, a caveat here, by the next level, I mean whatever level you want to aspire to. If that means 20 book clients per week and free time to spend with your kids, that's next level for you. If that means taking it from working for another clinic to running your solo practice, then that's the next level. If that means growing to hire other practitioners to work with you and opening an even bigger clinic, then, well, you guys get the idea. Whatever you want, whatever is important to you, that is, quote unquote, the next level. I'm not here to sell you an expensive dream. I'm here to talk about what works for you and your life and gives you the freedom to pursue other things that actually matter to you. So let's talk about a couple of things you can do to get yourself in the right frame of mind for making those big leaps. So number one thing to mention here is why am I talking about mind frame at all? I mean, like, it's about doing the work, right? Like, That's really how you're going to make changes is by doing the work. And I've talked about that in previous episodes. I've talked about it on my website. I'm sure you've heard lots of other people tell you about it. I'm sure you heard it in school. You hear it from your family. You hear it from friends. But if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that while I feel you absolutely 100% need to put in the work to make things happen for your business, I also do not believe in this whole hustle culture we have created for ourselves. But I also have to be honest with you that there is a mindset shift that you need to make in order to build yourself a successful business. It's not just about hard work and yeah, the hustle, but even ignoring the hustle, the hard work that's still left is just, you know, not the push, 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 go, go, go hustle. There's still hard work to be done. But it's not only just about the hard work that's going to get you where you need to go. I also strongly believe that you need to build your business around your life and the things that are important to you and not the other way around. If you choose your goals based on what will wow other people or what will look good on your Instagram feed or what people are going to be think, wow, that's so cool when they look at your LinkedIn profile or whatever, well, that might spark some joy, as Mary Kondo would say, temporarily. But it's really fleeting. 
And it's important that we build businesses that really represent who we are and what's important to us and not just what looks good, what looks cool on a business card, what looks good on social media. So that's why I'm doing an episode on setting a good mind frame for yourself in order to put yourself on the right foot to make the rest of this year or the rest of this time period, whatever you want to think of it as, awesome. Because it might sound cliche, but it's actually really true. What you think you do become. (laughs) Well, I mean, you probably can't think yourself into being a billionaire or like transform yourself into, say, like, I don't know, Beyonce or Kawhi Leonard or whoever you, you know, whoever you might admire Uh, as a as a Torontonian. I probably shouldn't use Kawhi as my example. Maybe I should be using like Spicy P or Marc Gasol. (laughs) Anyway, you basketball fans will know who I'm talking about here. But yeah, you know, okay, so you probably can't like think yourself into suddenly being a really famous person. That's pretty rare. (laughs) But you can 100% influence your life uh, in a positive way by focusing on things that are important to you. So let's talk about two methods to do this. And I know this episode might feel a bit more woo than some of the other topics I've covered. Like certainly, uh, you know, Recent episodes, I've talked about trends and I've talked about, you know, uh, technology. I've talked about Facebook. I've talked about how to do marketing. I've talked about a lot of more like sort of technical or business acumen type stuff. Um, And this might feel a little bit woo, right? But honestly, mindset is a huge, huge, huge thing in business, way more than a lot of us realize. Now, Mindset doesn't just mean being happy all the time or having like a fake it until you make it attitude. It's more about keeping what's important at heart or focusing on that, that idea, and finding ways to make it work even when things seem like they are not going to turn out even remotely the way you had hoped. So I've got two methods for you, and they're very interrelated. But the first method for improving your mindset is choosing a word of the year or a group of words to focus on. Now, I've talked about this in previous episodes. This might be familiar to some of you who've been around the podcast for a while or have gone back and listening to old episodes, which I do appreciate, by the way. Thank you for doing that. I really do appreciate it. Uh, You can search uh, the podcast for word of the year and I know episodes will pop up. If you're not sure how to search, you can actually just go to Google and type in like life beyond the massage table word of the year and several uh, examples will come up. And, uh, you know, these these episodes are from a while back. I think I've got one from maybe the first year of the podcast and then another one that's a little later. Maybe it's from 2018, maybe I'm going to say. So yeah, I have talked about this whole word of the year concept before, but let me revisit it and give you a little bit more of a improved or like more nuanced way to look at it, you know, based on my learnings over the last little while. So there's a few ways you can do this whole word of the year thing. The first is simply doing a mind mapping exercise where you write out all the words that describe what you want out of this next time period, which, you know, can be a year or a season or six months or whatever feels right to you and at that time, you know, try to focus on things that are important for your well-being and not on achievement because achievement comes from external stuff. Achievement comes from trying to impress somebody. So focus on what's important to you internally. What 
what is important to your well-being. So you would be trying to mind map out words like, say, joy or nourishing or empowerment or focus or nature or strength, or you could even use the phrase good vibes if that works for you. You don't want words like winning or achieving or fame or like six figures or 20 clients a week. Those are mostly okay as business goals. They're a little, some of the ones at the beginning weren't so great, but some of the later ones were okay as business goals. But this is not the point. We're not trying to set business goals. We're trying to set more personal goals that will bleed over into your business, if you want to think of it that way. You're focusing on the internal stuff, not the numbers and accounting and like what looks good to other people and like how much money you're going to make. You're not focusing specifically on that. So once you have your brainstorm done, take your time to go through the words to see which ones really hit home the most or speak to you the loudest. And that can be your focus word or group of words for the year. It's the thing that you're going to think about when making decisions or looking at starting something new. So let me give you an example. My focus word for 2020 is aligned. So whenever I make a decision in my business or otherwise in my life, I look to see if that decision is aligned with what's important to me in my life and what I value and what I want out of things. And if that choice or that decision or whatever it is isn't aligned, then it's not for me. That's how aligned is a powerful word for me. And that's how aligned helps me build my business in the direction that makes sense to me. So I don't end up a year from now going, man, I have all these like really frustrating clients and I'm doing this work that I really don't like. And like, what was I even thinking? So that's why aligned is a powerful word for me. Now, your word doesn't have to be aligned. It can be something else. It could be joy, as in, will this choice bring me joy in my life? Or am I thinking about it for another reason? Like, for example, trying to impress others. I think you guys get the point here. I think you get what I'm trying to say. And another spin on this whole, like, choosing a word of the year theme that I highly recommend is Danielle Laporte's desire map process. So in the show notes, I'll link her site, both her personal site, well, like her business site, and the site that she's built specifically for the desire map process. Um, she's got a book. She's got a, a day planner that I actually, I personally use. Um, by the way, these are not affiliate links I'm going to be linking. They're just straight up normal links. I don't I don't make any kickback from, from Danielle Laporte, trust me. Um, but you can learn about this process and use this process without buying anything from her if that's your, that's what you would prefer to do, okay? But the idea with the desire map process to start with a very important question that is how do I want to feel? Not what do I want to achieve? Not who do I want to impress? Not what are my goals for this year? But just how do you want to feel in your life? And then you go from there using her process to set what she calls goals with soul. I really like that idea. Goals that come from what truly matters to you as a person and not just as a business owner, okay? Then you can expand on those goals to include your business in them, but it's informed by what really matters to you in your life. You can still think about the money and all that stuff. I'm not saying you have to start ignoring all that. Oh, just, just you know, focus on joy and everything will come. Like that's airy-fairy and we all know that that's BS. I'm not saying that. We all got bills to pay, right? But if you start from your focus word or your goals with soul or whatever method you've used, 
you're in a much more healthy place to examine the whole money thing. Now, let me give you a concrete example. So say you come to realize that having more family time is really, really important to you. So you want to stop working weekends to be with your family, or maybe family is your word of the year, or it's one of your words of the year, because it's that important to you. It's something you really, truly want to focus on. If you started with a typical business goal of book 20 clients a week, you might choose to work, oh, you know, just a half day on Saturdays, because Saturdays is a is a big day. You're, uh, it's so much easier to get client bookings. It'll help my bottom line. You know, it's just a half day to be away from my family. That's no big deal. But that choice does not honor your deep wish to be with your family more. It does not honor that goal with soul, that focus word, that thing that is really important to you at your core. And you might be trying to brush it off with the excuse like, oh, it's just a half day or oh, I need the money or whatever. Now, money issues aside, because again, we all got bills to pay. But if you think about your wish first, your wish to spend more time with your family, you will open yourself up to new possibilities that allow you to make an income while still still being with family and not just choosing the easiest path, which is like opening Saturday hours or whatever. So for example, could you work an extra evening instead of missing out on family time? And would that allow you to book more clients? Can you sell a product or an ebook to make extra income instead of having to book actually more client time? Can you pick up a shift at another clinic that's a little busier and would allow you to see more people? Um, picking up the shift during the day or at a time that doesn't compromise family time. So you've still got your business that you're running, but you're also contracting out to another place just one day a week to make a little extra cash. Not, you know, it's while your kids are at school or it's while your, your boyfriend's busy or your best friends are at work anyway. It doesn't really impact the time you're spending with family or family and friends, you know? So it's focusing on what actually matters and finding a solution that works. That allows you to get more creative with things rather than just taking the path of least resistance, right? And then you end up kind of resenting it. Six months from now going, I really hate working Saturdays. I miss my kids being cute in the morning or I miss, you know, we used to have a Saturday morning pancake tradition and now I never get to do that anymore because I'm always a freaking work or whatever, you know. <laughs> Instead of resenting it, you find a creative solution because you're focusing on what's important first. So anyhow, if this stuff interests you at all, I strongly suggest you check out the links in the show notes, you know, uh, or just Google Danielle Laporte, look at her stuff, look at the desire map, look at her writing. She's got some free stuff on there too related to the process. I think you can learn a lot from her and it can really help you set goals that and attentions that come from your heart and come from like an internal place and things that are actually important to you as a human being and not just on earning money and, you know, uh, impressing people with your credentials and that kind of stuff. Because... Even if you might think of yourself as a person who isn't really into that, there's always going to be an element of that. We just, as human beings, we have this tendency to like compare ourselves to other and worry about that stuff. So you have to be mindful of that. And that's why this process is so valuable. So let's talk about another method for getting your year off to a good start. And it's related, but it's not exactly the same. So the second method comes from the idea of manifestation. I hinted at that at the very beginning. So if you've ever read like The Secret um, or any of the offshoot books, the idea of manifest your life, 
or you've been exposed to the work of Tony Robbins or the Abraham Hicks group. I used to think Abraham Hicks was one person. It's not. If you do the research, if you've never heard of that, just Google it. You'll find lots of information. And there's many, many others that talk about this whole manifestation thing. Even Oprah's talked about it. I'll put a link in the show notes to that too. Then you know what the general idea is about manifestation. Now, you don't need to be into the whole the secret thing or into the more spiritual aspects of this stuff. You don't have to believe in that at all. And you don't have to even fully buy into the idea of having like a vibration around you, okay? Because a lot of this stuff talks about like you need to make sure that you keep your vibration high, okay? And keeping your vibration high will help you attract things that also have high vibrations. So for example, if you're a positive person, you'll attract more positivity around you because you have so-called high vibration. Personally, I'm not sure how much I buy into that stuff. So why am I bringing this up then? Like if I'm not so sure how much I buy into it, you might not be so sure how much you buy into it. Why am I bringing it up? Well, There is a lot to be said for the energy you surround yourself with having a big influence on your life and that what you focus on can consume your life, good or bad. That is so true. So the idea isn't to pretend to be happy or as I said earlier, you know, talking about the whole desire map and like focus word stuff, faking it until you make it. The idea is to focus on things that are positive in your life, important and positive in your life. Things that matter to you, things that love, things that things that you love, sorry, things that give you joy. Again, the family, the family example or friends or, you know, a hobby that really means something to you or just living an intentional life, giving to charity, like whatever it is. I'm not saying you have to have all these things in your life as important things. I'm just saying these are examples of things. That will naturally make your life more positive and more joyful. And when you have that kind of vibe or energy or however you want to think of it, it's attractive. It's both, you know, it's attractive to both other people and to yourself. Like, think about it. When you meet people that seem joyful or positive, how do you feel about them? (laughs) Well, okay, okay, okay. If you're in a bad mood, you're having a bad time, or things just have really not been going well in your life, maybe you might look at those people and feel resentful or annoyed or just like, oh my God, that person's always so happy. What the frick? Just get away from me. I get that. We all have those times in our lives or like days or weeks or whatever. Um, But that aside, those, you know, time periods where we're not so feeling so positive about things and we're annoyed at people who all who do feel positive, you have to admit that most people find positive people attractive and want to get to know them and spend time with them and do things with them, right? Positivity attracts positivity. And by the same token, negativity attracts negativity. I mean, you just need to look at, I don't want to get deeply into this, but like negative political situations, you know, where people kind of jump on the bandwagon, you know, and there's just the negativity just keeps growing. Or even just a situation like think about back when you were a kid and the kids who were bullied, you know, normally it wasn't just like one kid doing the bullying. There was like a huge group of kids doing the bullying. And if you were to really sit down and talk to them, you would find out it was really just a tiff between like two kids and the other kids just jumped on the bandwagon because so-and-so was the popular kid and they wanted to follow what they did or whatever. So that's what I mean. Negativity attracts negativity. Positivity attracts positivity. So this is where the manifesting thing comes in. 
you focus on the positive things that you want out of life and that it helps that will help you be more positive which in turn attracts others to you and helps you bring about that change that you so need and it also goes a long way to helping you keep your goals front and center like your real goals the heart set goals the goals with soul as Danielle Laporte puts it So if you want to say, go from working at a clinic to having your own private practice, again, we're using these examples, or move from one city to another, or find a great business partner to help you build your dream of a huge yoga studio, whatever it is, the idea of manifesting can help you do it in a way that isn't just about the goals and the money and the hustle and dealing with the bank and dealing with rejection and all of those stressful things. Because we can all get lost in that stuff when we're trying to bring about a goal. It's too easy to get focused on the stress and like the to-do list and not on the big picture. And I'm not saying you don't focus on the to-do list or the stress sometimes. You, You do, like in order to get things done. But if you focus on it from a more manifesting way, it can help you deal with those stressful times in a more graceful way or at least slightly better. I'm not going to say it's perfect, but so let, let's talk about this whole like manifesting methodology because I mean, there is kind of a methodology. They, most things written about manifesting say there's a few steps. By the way, the idea of manifesting, if you didn't know, is to actually like literally dream something and bring it into life, right? But you can't just go from A to B automatically. There are steps in between, right? So the first step is to get really clear on what it is you truly want out of your life. So it might involve, again, you know, similar to above, journaling, doing guided meditation on manifesting. I've done a few of those. They're actually quite helpful. Or even something like taking a solo vacation to do some deep thinking, you know, really like digging in internally. What is it that you want? What is important to you? Whatever works for you in order to kind of get clear on what it is that you want out of life. And again, I don't mean things like book 20 clients a week, make a million dollars, whatever. I mean like big picture. What do you really want? Then you ask for whatever that thing that is that you want. You ask very clearly for it. So what do I mean by that? Some people say it's like putting out a note to the universe to make it known that this is what you want. And if you are a spiritual person and that that like resonates with you, then you can definitely think of it that way. If you're not so spiritual, you can more think of it as being you're giving voice to something that matters to you and that makes it real. And therefore, you're voicing what you want and therefore you can now work towards that thing. It's not the quiet thing that you ignore in the back of your brain, you know, because you're too busy worrying about other things. You really brought it out. So how do you ask for what you want? Do you just like walk out in the street and go, hey, everybody, I want to build a clinic. Like, no, (laughs) that's not really what I'm saying. You have to ask for it in a way that kind of resonates with you and something that will be a reminder for you or or that sort of thing. So you can build a vision board, for example. That's really common. People love doing those. Um, You could use Pinterest. Just have a Pinterest board about like the things that you want to manifest. You can journal. You can paint a picture if you're artistic. You can write a word. It could be your focus word. It could be something else and put it up in your office or in your bedroom or just somewhere that you're going to see it. 
you know, at the top of your day planner for every day, whatever it is. Keep it simple, um, but do get inspired by it and try and find some way to ask for what you want. But again, we're not asking, like we're not walking out into the street and asking for it. We're just being clear about what it is we want. Then you actually have to start working towards your goals. Now that you've identified what is important to you and you asked for it, you need to shift gears in order to make it happen. And last, this is where the idea of manifesting is different from just like setting goals and working towards them because like obviously you can ask, but you're not going to receive unless you do the work for the most part, right? But this is where manifesting gets different. You need to be mindful and have gratitude for the things that you do receive. Even if you put in a lot of hard work, you might only get parts of what you were hoping for. You might only get halfway there. Or you might find that, you know, you your priorities change for a little while because something happens in your life. So that kind of gets on the back burner because you have to, because you've got a sick parent or you've got, you know, a, a situation you need to deal with, whatever. It doesn't mean you ignore that. It just means that, you know, you you have gratitude for what you were able to receive before you kind of had to put it aside for a little while. But then you can bring it back up maybe like 10 years from now, all of a sudden that, you know, that dream that you are working so hard towards manifests after, you know, you've got time to spend on it again. Having gratitude for what you do receive is extremely important. I cannot uh, emphasize that enough because it allows for your goals and dreams to shift and change as they need to according to circumstances, both internal and external, and still be grateful for, you know, what you were able to achieve, right? Because remember, there are multiple other people involved in your whole like manifesting thing. It's a big world out there with lots of different people. You cannot control what they do or what they want. And there are multiple ways in which your dream or goal could come about. Like I just said, you know, if something happens in the middle of trying to achieve this thing and you have to put it aside for five, 10 years or however long, even if it's just a year, that doesn't mean that you've like lost or it's never going to happen. It just means that things have shifted and changed and maybe it's going to happen in a different way in the future. So yeah, the, uh, this idea of manifesting is something really interesting to me and that's why I'm sharing it with you guys. It's something I've been exploring more recently. The whole desire map, word of the year thing. I, well, I've been doing that for years, you know. But manifesting, I see some good in the idea of not just setting intentions like your word of the year, but finding a way to work towards those intentions that allows you to be grateful for things and allows you to sort of have little mini pockets of joy for, you know, celebrate the wins kind of idea. Because gratitude is a very positive thing, which again, like we said, positive energy attracts more positive energy. And that's why practicing gratitude is such a powerful thing as well and so helpful in life, really. It doesn't mean that you sit back and be grateful for when crappy things happen, because I mean, that's not what we're talking about here. It just means being grateful for the things that you are able to achieve, you are able to do no matter what your circumstances. And that's why I like this idea of manifesting. And that's why I thought it was helpful to share with you guys, because I know it is a tough business out there trying to run a health, wellness or fitness business, whatever you guys are in, massage therapist, physio, uh, chiropractor, shiatsu therapist, maybe you work with essential oils, maybe you're a wellness blogger, maybe you're a nutritionist, whatever it is you do, it's a tough time out there. And sometimes it's easy to get kind of dragged down in the negativity and the 
the harshness of, you know, building a business and the world is, you know, having a tough time right now. But if you can focus on some of those positive things, it can really, really help you in your day-to-day life and help you get to your goals in a way that actually like works for you and doesn't just like totally eat you up and spit you out. Because yeah, it's not about some magical fairy granting you wishes, right? That's not what manifesting is about. Although, I mean, frankly, I think we all love the idea of a fairy godmother. Wouldn't that be nice if you had just a fairy godmother show up on your doorstep and grant you some wishes or the genie in Aladdin? But in all seriousness, that's not what it's about. It's about something more than that. It's about like digging deep and, and, you know, looking at what is important to you as a person, not just as a business person. So that's it for this week's episode. I hope that was helpful to you guys trying to get a little bit more into the whole planning and manifesting and bringing about your goals, bringing them to life in a way that isn't just like hustle, 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 stress, stress, stress. Um, The podcast will be taking a very short break. Um, We're going to be back in mid-March. Uh, with some new episodes. I have a whole uh, episode list on what I'm calling, you know, tentatively practice building 101 or private practice 101, i.e. the idea of how to go from new graduate or working at a clinic where everything is provided or like just in an environment, doesn't have to be a clinic, it could be a studio, an office, like wherever it is you work, where everybody else kind of takes care of stuff and you just see your clients or do your work and then go home, kind of the employee type thing, and transforming into a business owner in whatever way you want to think of that. An entrepreneur, a business owner, a boss bitch, as some people call it. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be swearing on the podcast. Maybe I'll get get flagged on this episode. You guys know what I'm talking about though, right? So that's what this next uh, episode series is going to be all about starting in mid-March. Until then, I wish you guys all the best in your life, in your business. And uh, I hope uh, you have a great rest of your month. Hey, well, thank you so much for listening today, everyone. I really appreciate your time and the fact that you decided to join me in listening to this episode. Show notes are now available for podcast episodes and they contain links to helpful resources and other information. So please do head over to happylittlebiz.com and check out the reading link. I've got show notes for individual episodes there as well as articles on other topics for building a happy health or wellness business. Also, if you'd like to learn more about me, my background in healthcare and wellness, as well as, you know, what I'm doing with this current business, my website is the best place to do that. And I've also got links to my social media over there if you'd like to follow me. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. And again, my website address is happylittlebiz.com. All the information is there. Now, while I got you, I'd like to mention I truly do appreciate it when people leave me a rating and or depending on what you want to do, review over on iTunes. So if you like this podcast, let me know by doing that. Just look up Life Beyond the Massage Table on iTunes and then click that Ratings and Reviews tab to leave your own rating or review or both. Okay, that's it for this week. I'm sure you have other things to do, so I'll let you get to them. Have a wonderful rest of your day and here's to building a sustainable, small health or wellness business all on your own terms. Talk to you soon.